What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Dario from Living Life Fearless, and we are back with the very first episode slash show of The Fearless Show. Today's date is January 12, 2018, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Dries Walker. Say what up. Hello, hello. Welcome, my friends, to 2018. 2018. Get it in. It's crazy. New year, new me. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's more fearless, more ferocious. So uh, turn it up. First, before we start, man, how's the holidays? Oh, uh, holidays were good. They were uh, very nice, man. It's interesting. Every year, you know, the you know Christmas or just that holiday period up to the New Year that we celebrate. There's always a weird transition. You always want it to be something new. You make you make new goals in that time of year too, you know. Like, and it's always it's like the second half, so it just feels good to come into this like second half. Like, all right, I gotta kill this winter. I'm gonna be grinding. I basically just looked forward to hustling this year. That's how my holidays were. We're just like enjoying where I was at and who I was with, and then looking forward to the grind. <laughs> Resolutions for the year. Resolutions. Oh, to crank it up another level. <laughs> they thought I was hot before. It's about to be insane. I feel that. Um, you know, my holidays were uh, mixed. Look good. You know, yeah. Same old, same old, but, you know, getting sick over the holidays is never fun. Right. So been dealing with that, you know, the last couple of weeks and just trying to get back into it, man. But resolutions personally, you know, just like you said, just just turn it up even more. I already been turning it up crazy last year. And this yeah. year probably even worse. I just want oh my you God. know for us personally, like LLF and Living Life Fit is definitely the We've you know people so hard. You know, we so much. we had some we had some some goals last year, and we we hit most of them. Um, yeah. It was a big uh, setup year for us. Mm-hmm. You know, putting the groundwork in, getting yeah. you know a plan established to you know attack and move forward, and, and you know just kind of direction that we're headed in, and definitely figured that out last year, and like got a good uh, base and foundation, I think, for for this year. Yeah. This year is about to be. Bonkers. Uh, can't, really, <laughs> can't even really. I can't, can't believe can't really it's the beginning. Like it's it's the first month of the new year. Oh my god! I already got Ooh. so much on the plate, and this year is about to be bonkers. So, welcome everybody, twenty eighteen. Hope you all had great holidays as well, and you know, hope you guys kill your resolutions too this year, because you know we're that's what we're definitely aiming for. Yep. So, one thing I did see over the holidays was Star Wars, The Last Jedi, finally. <laughs> That's a good oh. movie to see over the holidays. I, I mean, hope. it's like one of the only movies, basically, the <laughs> movie to see over the holidays. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, but from my understanding yeah, I did is, not see it. <laughs> is, yeah, from my understanding is that you still have not seen the latest Star Wars, and it's yeah. So it's the twelfth of July, and I still have not seen. I'm living in <laughs> the it, last. It's Jedi. literally 
basically been out for a month, and I'm living in a non-English speaking country, and I've seen it before you. I know it doesn't make sense. I'm like a little bit. That doesn't make sense out loud. <laughs> like you saying it out loud sounds even worse than I me thinking about it before. Like, have you just been avoiding all conversation? Like, I, yeah, I've entirely <laughs> avoided everything. Star Wars. I literally have shut down or turned away anytime Star Wars talk was happening. I didn't want to know point, about like, it. Yet. I don't know anything. I literally don't know anything about it. Still, like, I've I've avoided it all. <laughs> okay, so I won't be an asshole and you know spoil <laughs> everything that's going on. You know, yeah. Don't give me the major see, hits. Just give me the like. I will say that I walked away from it very mixed, with very mm. mixed feelings. Um, mm. Mm. Overall, I enjoyed it more than Force Awakens, which honestly is <laughs> one of my least favorite Star Wars movies. Um, mm. But the way they handle certain things and the way they mm-hmm. don't handle certain things oh, definitely irked the words. fuck out of me. Um, Keywords, people. <laughs> the way they don't handle things. Ah, I can't. Ooh, okay. Definitely irked. Definitely irked the fuck out of me. And unresolved. Uh, it sounds like. I'm not. I'm not real happy with this trilogy right now. Um, mm. Story wise. Like Visual wise, yeah. you know, it's Star Wars. It's 2017. It's some of the best visuals you'll ever see. Um, some yeah. some amazing scenes. Um, some some surprising, you know, appearances. Mm-hmm. And just, I will say, it's basically feels like the end of like an era, an end of. Star the Star Wars that we know, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I was trying to avoid it. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't think anything's coming after this. Like, it's which definitely... there probably will be some kind of like they might bring Jar Jar Binks back or something. <laughs> like, no, you never know, it but like... definitely feels like the end of like you know the Star Wars that we, you know, growing up have an image of. Love to see Star yeah. Wars, you know, and like it's just certain I never thought about that. to us about Star Wars that you probably won't feel completely satisfied. Oh, wow, that's probably devastating to like core fans. Like, imagine oh. everyone that grew up with it. Oh yeah, it for sure. Like, diehard fans out. have been ripping it. Uh, pretty tough. Um, <laughs> and they have a point, but they also are, you know, diehard fans, and they always over exaggerating about you know like everything right so like it doesn't ruin it for me it's just like i'm just not real happy with the story of this trilogy it's just not that great <laughs> story bro mm. just not that great um don't love the characters no <laughs> don't love don't love the action scenes or lack thereof in certain parts um right. I mean, that's how I felt about the whole trilogy. I mean, the two that I've seen. Well, I love Rogue One. I'm not going to lie. I love Rogue One. That's like a straight up warm. I mean, I love Um, it. It is straight up. It's weird, though. I feel like I was accepting some of the things that I wouldn't accept if it was a movie standalone. 
because of the movies it was surrounded by. Like some of the moments were cheesy. Like there was some like extra cheese for that, example. Like, I didn't like. Um for example, what's the homie the uh martial arts dude that was uh oh, You talking about Donnie Yen? <laughs> yeah Donnie Yen was mad cheesy in that shit. How? You can't tell me half of his shit was like cornball as fuck. For example. Come on. I'm not even getting into it. I'm just For saying. example. No. <laughs> For example, just his sacrifice, there were moments of just parts I cringed at just I didn't like it. It wasn't quite elegantly. It just I didn't like it, it felt like a forced character. Out of all of everybody, he was the one standout that I noticed had weird, sort of like, it just wasn't fluid for me. It was like high and by, and I didn't like it. Well, I'm going to have to disagree completely with that. Um, I don't know what to say, man. I'm going to have to disagree, for sure. I I was excited. I'm not going to lie. I was excited for his character, but parts of it, I I liked the characters. I I liked his relationship with the other guy. I, uh, I liked his whole end scene and the way his friend went out too. It was like a G. So it was dope, but it was I'm cheesy as fuck. I'm gonna have to disagree completely with you. Okay, <laughs> that's fun. I'm sure a lot of people feel like Dario, but I promise you, there's a few of us out here feeling like, yo, feeling like what? Just feeling like I don't know. Take a little bit of the cheese off of it. I just want a regular, not extra cheese. It's Star Wars. I know that, but there were never... I. I there was know. never what? Are you going to say there are never cheesy, no. corny moments? I don't Star know. Wars? It was just weird. I Is didn't this like what you're it. you're going to tell me? No, I was not going to say that. You were you were on the border, that. and I was about to actually dismantle. I was not going to say that. <laughs> yeah, you know I was going to dismantle that whole argument. <laughs> I could never finish that saying saying that out loud. That's not true, because most of Star Wars is cheesy. But the best parts that are cheesy are like quotables for a decade, like like Han Solo saying, "I know," when when home is when, <laughs> like I love you, I know. <laughs> Fucking nah, nah. That's I might have to disagree with you. Rogue One was one of the best Star Wars movies that came out. Um, Ever? It's much better than Force Awakens. It's not even an argument. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I almost like Darth Maul better than that one. The Phantom Menace? No, you didn't. The Phantom Menace. I might like The Phantom Menace. <laughs> no, you didn't, bro. It was more culturally impacted. Watch the Phantom Menace again, and you're guaranteed you're gonna not like. Oh yeah, it was better. No, man. But the video games that came out after Phantom Menace, just because of one iconic character who had a total of ten minutes in the film, does not make it a better movie. <laughs> it's probably at like fifteen. Less than that, actually. Really? And he only spoke about two. He lines. was probably the most disappointing Sith Lord, or like he wasn't a Sith Lord, but. Not a lord. Spoken, yeah. He only spoke about two lines. So, no, no, I'm sorry. You're not going to give me that one either. So, But that's what the whole... That world, is historical I mean, rewriting in its best. Man, but you can't say that tiny contained story wasn't just like Danny Yen's character in the other joint. 
in what? He's I'm like talking about the entire simple. movie. He's like mad simple, but highly important. I'm talking about an entire movie, an ensemble cast. And the first Star Wars movie, well, not the first, but Pod Racing. One of the few Star Wars movies where it actually felt like a war was going on. Yeah. No, that one was live. That one felt, yeah, that one was the most stripped down, I felt like. I mean, you know the story. Like, everybody yeah. knows the story. Everybody knows how it's going to turn out. Like, yeah, I guess you could call it the best because it's the best of everything that it, it was before Star Wars culminated into that movie really well. Like, I'm sorry. And just that they, whole end battle scene, like, getting on the that was beautiful. The it was that was a beautiful, fucking incredible. Yeah, I did love that. But some of it was cheesy. <clears throat> but anyways, before I, you know, before we get <laughs> off on this Star Wars tangent about Your final thoughts on the Last Jedi. My final thoughts is that it was good, um, not great, far from great. <laughs> That's the last thing I want to hear about Star it, Wars. It had some some very good moments. The visuals are spectacular. The set pieces, mm. like the, the locations, are spectacular. Yeah. Kylo Ren's a little bit less of a bitch. Oh, that's good to know. Finn is still yeah. disappointingly sucky. <laughs> he sucks. Like, I like, think he sucks. Is, I'm just waiting for him to be a good character. And he sucks. Is he worse than Darth Maul? <laughs> Darth Maul's amazing. Okay. I think you're speaking of the wrong character again. No, I'm not. Darth, Darth Maul. Maul is probably top three, top five most iconic characters in Star Wars. <coughs> yeah, he's fucking amazing. What has Finn done that is iconic that you can be like, that was amazing? Got more screen time? And he's done absolutely nothing with it. I can, I can tell you that. I know, but he got more uh, love. He got and more writing, bro. Darth Maul was one hero. of my favorites. Because he's a hero, and he sucks. Finn sucks. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He sucks even more in this one. And yeah. Ray, I still don't really like Ray. <laughs> she has. She didn't do much for me. Still. Mm. Um, and just like like questions don't get answered, and it's just not. It's not a movie that I'm going to like rush to see again. Mm. Once again, from Star Wars. And I'm very disappointed in the, <laughs> in the story of this new trilogy. But you'll see for yourself, hopefully soon. Oh yeah, very soon. I mean, before it comes to DVD, hopefully. <laughs> no, you got to see that kind of movie on the big screen. <coughs> it's made for that. So I got to go to theater probably this week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but whatever for Star Wars, um, you know, it is what it is. You're going to see it good or bad regardless. Uh, But it would, we're not going to fully spoil it this one because, you know, my co-host here (laughs) still hasn't seen it, but we would be tell us what you tell us what you guys think about uh, The Last Jedi. Tell us if you loved it, hated, what you like most about it, what you didn't like about it. 
and what you expect from the new ones coming up. Because um, we're already supposed to be getting a Han Solo movie this year, which is kind of odd because it's going to be in April or May or somewhere around there. And we still yeah. haven't got a trailer, but. I'm actually more excited about that. Than this. I'm not that excited about it. So. It's probably but, because you got disappointed by this last movie. <laughs> but, uh. What else have you watched over the holidays? What have you actually watched over the holidays? What have I actually watched? I watched a lot, actually, over the holidays. I didn't go. I didn't leave my house. I watched everything I could watch inside my home on the couch, which is basically Netflix. Uh, so I watched Will Smith's Bright, because that just came out as okay, a Netflix hold on. original let's just movie. Stop. Let's, let's pause on that one real quick. So I watched Bright, too. Oh, you did? Um, and I'm not sure if you heard about all the... How, how it's been absolutely raked over the coals for <laughs> from critics um, saying it's like the be- the worst movie of 2017. Blah blah blah. Yeah. What do you think? Well, that's a funny reaction. I just thought it was uh, weird. I mean, it was like good, but then not as explanatory. Like, it didn't explain enough. Like, kind of like what you were saying about the uh, Star Wars movie where there was, like, loose ends. I wanted some loose... Like, I wanted certain things tied together. And then they kind of... Like, Bright. Let's let's talk about the title specifically. The way Bright unraveled in the... Spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry. Okay. Because now we're talking about something I've actually seen. And you've seen it. So we have to... Obviously, now we're we're spoiling, but um. So when Will Smith gets his powers, well, gets his powers. She doesn't have powers. Fuck all that. When he touches the wand at the end, mm-hmm. which I knew and, was gonna happen. Yeah, it was like obvious. Everybody knew that was. That's what we're watching it for. So he finally does it, but then like it's one scene with the wand, and like. Okay, but this then there's a bright too. <coughs> there has to be a bright too. There is. They already announced it. I mean, okay. I didn't know they announced it, but yeah. all I was saying was like they were playing it like it was an episode. They made this movie play like an episode. That's to because me. they were trying to make it into a franchise. Um, their their first big like fantasy sci fi franchise. Mm. Um. So my takeaway is I was very interested and intrigued. At the beginning, I thought right. it started out well, mm-hmm. and then I just think it progressively got worse as it went on and on. Yeah, um, especially towards the end, where it just basically just it just stopped trying story wise, <laughs> and it was just like, all right, go here. These people are gonna show up. This is gonna happen. Go here. It it just basically stopped trying. Um, <laughs> there were some interesting aspects that they could have really played with that they just didn't. Yeah. Um. And I know they everybody's getting on them about the way they talked about basically race. Yeah. Um, well, this is real race because they're actually like different races. Right. Because if people don't know, black and white people are still the same race. Um. Yeah. There's there's a thing called the human race. So. So the human race is a race. <laughs> And then in this, so that's another thing they really kind of gloss over. Those they don't say 
the human race in what were they the orcs or some shit orcs like, and elves and yeah orcs and elves humans. and yeah what the fuck like so they didn't really explain much of the world no but i will say they did do a good job of world building where it felt like it was like actual lived in world and it felt plausible because it was set in la and it was just like very real and realistic yeah, it seemed very orcs and natural. People, even though I, I don't, like, oh. I didn't really love the way the orcs looked. It felt pretty fake a lot of times. Oh yeah, I was just like, oh, different um, tribal tattooing is their birthmark of how they grow up. And okay, but they kind of gloss over, you know, the basically racial divide and how they treat the orcs and how elves are like the high class and blah blah blah. Yeah, they do it very. An elegantly, which I'm not, I, I'm not like mad about honestly because it's the fucking buddy cop. Well, they didn't want to go deep. It's a they buddy. I didn't want to go enough. too deep because it's a buddy cop movie, a fantasy about fantasy. I don't need you to go. I don't need to get like a racial. Uh, but I mean, they could have gone. They could have gone like um, District Nine route and go all the way. No, because I think they did the wrong way. Because I think they made it too serious of a movie. And in it District was not 9? Funny and, no, this. Oh, this one. Oh, yeah. District this 9 was weird, man. That whole premise. This was like... That was a backdrop for the movie. District the 9's problem whole premise was, was I couldn't take the comic relief seriously because of the tone of the seriousness. Like, the seriousness... Oh, I, I, this, is, was, this is what I'm saying. It was way too serious. Yeah. Um, they took themselves way too seriously. They took the movie way too seriously. Instead of playing it up as actually just like a fun ride, like mm-hmm. uh, any other buddy cop basically movie, right. they tried to make it like a training day or end of watch type of movie, mm-hmm. which is not what you want to see when you go see like a fantasy movie. Like, um, yeah. So they definitely took themselves way too seriously. But I will say that it was nowhere near as bad as the worst movie of the year. Which is a harsh title, considering. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Considering all the horrible movies that have come out. Yeah, but, I wouldn't say that at all. But they definitely dropped the ball, and it definitely lost my interest about halfway through because they just gave up on the story. And you know how annoying that kind of is to me. Like that movie, so bright. Honestly, and people are gonna. No, nah, I'm not even gonna say it out loud. Never mind. Let's keep it going. <laughs> I was about to say something that would get me killed in the comment section right now. But well, go ahead. Well, uh, you well, want me you to must. I <laughs> <laughs> was like, must. oh, but what did he say? What was he going to say? Well, I was going to say, there's this movie. What's that movie called? Lady Bird? Lady Bird. That movie. It's critically acclaimed. It's critically acclaimed. That movie's trash. Haven't seen it. So I, haven't I saw it. And it's trash. I was so pissed when I saw that movie. I was so pissed. That's probably why I haven't gotten to see Star Wars. Because last time I went to the movie theater, I saw some trash called Lady Bird. Fuck. I don't know why you go to theaters to see that anyways, but... Bro, that shit was the most basic tale of a young white American girl having minimal struggles growing up as a teenager. With a complicated mother relationship. That's what that movie's about. 
And well, the hardest thing that happened was her mom not wanting to say bye to her when she went to fucking college, bro. This movie, I was so pissed at watching that whole shit. I was like, is this really right now? Like, it wasn't even, like, on some Juno. Like, they played the whole thing as a drama, but it wasn't even, like, close to, like, important. Like, I was so mad at that movie. And then they got, they're going to go out here and be like, yo, Brad's the worst movie of 2017. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy. Well, you know, critics don't like genre films in the first place for the most part. But they... I mean, <laughs> I, I get the criticisms. It just was a little too harsh. It wasn't a great movie, and it's not one that I'm going to, like, nah. watch again. But, I, you know, I'll watch the sequel, probably. Just because I like the world, and I like the idea of it more than the They got execution. enough across for it to be interesting um, still. They didn't ruin it when it ended. I was still interested. I just wanted more. I was just expecting more, like, bad boys in the fantasy world. And then mm. we got, like, this is like I said, they, they try to be, like, so serious. And it was just like, this is not that serious, mm. bro. Like, <laughs> this should be a fun movie, and it just wasn't that fun. To be honest right. with you, so um, so I'm a bit disappointed, and you know Will Smith's choices lately. He yeah, great movies, but I was just talking to somebody about that with about Will Smith and how he's like really hit or miss. He's one of those, now. now, now, but before he was oh he was all he hit. was gold. What do you mean? But he still did. What's the Hancock in the mix of some of those though? But Hancock is still better than Bright. Still better than Bright. I feel like they're kind of equal. No. The way the way Hancock like sped up was a little awkward. Yeah, but it was still a much more enjoyable watch that didn't take itself so fucking seriously. seriously. Like this. It was what it was. It was it more entertaining, movie, but it was. It was more. It wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like so bad that it was like, oh man, what's he doing? Right. That wasn't. That didn't happen until he did uh, the one with his son and not pursuit of happiness. Yeah. What is it? That's Other, when it was like. Other hey, Earth. What the fuck is Planet he doing? Earth. After what? Earth or something. After Earth. <laughs> I don't even know what that. Was. Uh, something Earth. Yeah. After Earth. That was like. That was when I was like, all right, what the fuck is he doing? That was that was then. And then it was just like, all right, he's been a little iffy. Yeah. Been a little iffy. Right. But Jaden's doing well. <laughs> his son came out of that alive and, and well. He's, he's, he was young. He's young. He, he was young. He can bounce back. But after Will, after all the, all the amazing stuff he's done, yeah. he can't do something like that. But yeah. it's what it is. But you know what I did see that I really enjoyed? What? Well, yeah, we'll say I really enjoyed Dave Chappelle's new two new specials um, on New Year's. Yeah, that was a big treat. I was like, oh, time to watch some Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I actually haven't finished it. I thought it was just one, and then I did too. I was surprised it was two. Didn't finish what? The 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 specials. They're an Both hour long. And well, that's what I mean. It's the second one. Is the second hour. But what's funny though, remember? So on my birthday in August, uh, I went to see Dave Chappelle at Radio City. Yeah, we've heard this for the the fiftieth time. We got it. Yeah. When I went to see Kendrick, you went to go see Dave Chappelle and Kendrick. Went Lamar, to see yes. Dave Chappelle, 
and Kendrick Lamar's guest. Yeah, but so the thing about this is the controversy about his jokes. He said those. He said the controversial parts. Then it's not controversial until it gets out to the masses. When it when people go to see him, like people don't care. Yeah, but you know, I was like nobody was tweeting about that shit in August. Well, before all right, before we speak about the specifics, <laughs> did you enjoy? This yeah, movie? I mean, it was weird though. I was biased when I was watching it. Because I saw him live, so it changed my whole perspective of watching the special. It was awkward. You know how you, like, see somebody perform something, and and then you see it on the screen later? It's weird. So I was waiting for all the parts that I hadn't seen yet. And I was like, oh, ooh. So then I was like, ooh, this is dope. And I was laughing. And I can't help but laugh when I'm listening to Dave Chappelle. So, I mean, I thought it was dope. It was funny, but but I won't say it was... Laugh out loud, rolling on the floor, funny. Um, no, he didn't kill me. It's not legendary. This no, won't go in the books as one was, of the like best specials. It was a bit serious, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, surprisingly or not surprisingly, but it was a bit seriously, and it was especially the second one. The second <laughs> it's one pretty isn't even really. The second one isn't even really a stand-up to me. It's more like an hour of him just dialogue riffing. monologue. Yeah, and just talking and riffing and like, yeah, in like a more intimate situation where it clearly wasn't like a scripted hour. Right. He was just kind of going off the cuff and just talking mm-hmm. in a funny way. So I give that one a pass because it wasn't like the big production stand up, like hour long, you know, scripted, whatever, like special. Yeah. The first one was, though. And I th- yeah, the first think one was. compared to. Like for what it's worth and killing him softly. Mm. Not as funny. Um mm. No. Nope. It was more more like He was too comfortable. It was definitely more in the moment and definitely more current about like social topics topics going on. Mm-hmm. But the jokes just weren't like Oh, I'm in tears. Like I gotta rewatch that joke like twenty times. Yeah, no, yeah. There's nothing like I, I honestly don't really pull back any jokes. Really, there, it was a great. Honestly, he's better live. I feel like than in a comedy. Um, I mean, <laughs> it it, sh- it still showed like how far and above he is over every other comedian, just because of his ability to write and to like circle back around to shit that he set up like. 20 minutes ago, you know, and because he took like, I don't know if you caught it, but he told you before he started, he can tell a joke backwards and get to it. And then he and then people kind of forgot about that. Right. And then he proceeded to tell three jokes backwards mm-hmm. and then hit the punchline at the very end. Right. And like, I don't think people really caught that, like how fucking like he said that he was gonna do this, and he did it, and people didn't really like catch on. Yeah, and that's what he did, and like that just shows like how like his like the way his mind come as, as works and like pen and shit. Like he's the goat right now, like alive. Oh, like yeah. he's he's the goat, or like no, he's people the goat. can't touch him. But I just think that he went a little he was a little more serious this one. Yeah, than he was, especially in like. 
kill him softly for his worth. But mm-hmm. uh, they weren't like jokes that just had me dying. Even his last two specials, none of the jokes like super had me dying except for mm-hmm. the whole, <laughs> I think maybe the whole rape joke, how he set it up. Oh, yeah. That was that had that me dying. That was awkward. Uh, yeah, you had, to, you had to like laugh on that shit. Like, that just... had me dying with the Bill Cosby shit. Like that shit was... That's ridiculous. That that was classic, but <laughs> this one was like, yeah, it was cool, but it didn't like kill me, and um, and yeah, now we can talk about the actual specifics of like the shit that he's getting a lot of flack for. Yeah, so apparently he's getting a lot of flack for a uh, what's it a, was it a transgender a transgender joke? Uh, well, it was a Caitlyn Jenner joke again. He he Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Oh, that's right. It was good. <laughs> Here's what I will say is funny. The most, probably the funniest part about it to me was that he got so much shit about doing these jokes the last time around. Yeah. And he came right back out and doubled like, down on it. That, that was, was the his intro part. to the joke, was talking about. So they didn't want to. <laughs> you know, like, that's fucking hilarious. That was that's bold. That's why I was like, yeah, he, he just don't give a fuck. Yeah, that was that was like I couldn't believe he took it there. I was like, yes, I thought it was awesome, but I, I will say the jokes weren't like at least I think the jokes were possibly funnier. Well, they were definitely funnier. Yeah. Uh, when he first did them, mm-hmm. the last two specials. Yeah, the last special. This one was definitely, <laughs> definitely more mean spirited, uh, spirited than. Before, yeah, it's kind of like trolling on stage. He was definitely <laughs> trolling. <laughs> I was like, "What?" He was definitely like daring you to like get offended and to yeah say something, right? And and they went for the bait. Like they took it. They, they did. did. They, they did. really did. Because <laughs> the joke wasn't like a classy joke that was like, "Oh, he had to say it was so funny." It was just like, "I'm gonna say it in a funny way." I know it's gonna piss people off, and I right. dare you to. Get offended and <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he got a lot of shit for that, and he got a lot of shit in the second one for the way he talks about the Me Too shit and like Louis C.K. and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Me Too stuff is killing everybody right now. It's amazing. um. I mean, kind of brings me to the question: like, do you agree with him that? People are turning to a bunch of bitch ass niggas. <laughs> Wait, in what was context? Just everybody or what? Yeah, no, it was just like people the way like people get so offended by everything now that you can't even tell jokes and blah blah. Uh, blah and... Well, I mean that's the kind of sentiment in the industry. Like if you ask any professional comedian, they'll kind of back that up as like, yeah, nobody can say shit. Like I saw some like I don't even know, it might have been TMZ or some shit, but they were like running up on comedians to just ask them specifically about Dave Chappelle's controversy. <laughs> and they were like, Oh, Dave Chappelle, they're like, he's a legend. Like let him do what the fuck he wants. Who cares? Like and then they'd get in their car and leave, you know, like I was like, damn. You know, for Dave Chappelle, I don't know. It's just weird. It's interesting. But it gives everybody the opportunity. I feel like when people do provoke, like, like do something like, oh, I'm, I'm going to drop this out here 
to to provoke you while telling you not to get provoked. And that's going to be hilarious. And then someone that gets provoked. But that's their moment to get more light, too. It's almost like him dropping crumbs so people can get their point across. Like, they can, they can, they can grab it and they've got a piece to talk. Like, they get this much, like, time to talk. I mean, basically, his whole point was that he thinks that society as a whole is getting very soft and overly offended. And I was like, do you do you think that's what's happening? Well, with social media, yeah. People didn't know what everyone thought every five minutes. <laughs> like, the reason everyone's so sensitive is because we're so used to being able to get an update on somebody's mood. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's just people have become like way too reactionary to everything. Yeah. Um, sometimes even if it is offensive, you don't have to react. Um, you know, and I'm a little biased because I've always liked comedy to be not PC and not you know safe and just to yeah. talk about shit in the way you know. They wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I like to see courage on themselves. A lot of the best comedy like, is courageous. Yeah, because even when you they do go too far, there's still a lot of truth in what they're saying, and yeah. that shouldn't erase, you know, what they're saying because maybe you don't like the way they're saying it or what they said. Right. But I mean, especially when it comes to comedy, I think people should just shut the fuck up. Personally. Yeah, because it's comedy, and right. man, I don't even get it. They should I just have saw, free license to say. I those saw type Margaret Cho apologize to a fan for offending them. Yeah, like, Dave's what? never gonna do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was crazy. It was with Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld did it with her. He took her back there. To the same spot where she did a show, and a fan got super mad about some jokes, and then they did like a little meet and greet before their set, and then they had a weird conversation with this fan that was mad, and like, and Margaret Cho really fucking like genuinely apologized, and I was like, "You're apologizing for jokes," but she was like saying she was like, uh, like exhausted and like you know, like she had like like. Either overeating no. or okay. some shit well, before or whatever. I'm all, I, I, f- I find myself very agreeing. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you know me personally. Yeah. So, like, I definitely side with Dave when it comes to things saying shit that, what was he said? Uh, he makes it his policy that he never feels sorry for anything he says. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, you're a comedian. Like, you have a certain license. You it's know, already out say, there anyway. Things. What's the point of apologizing um, for something that's forever in the public? Already? And I think if you feel that offended, then you shouldn't. Then why are you even watching? Or why are you even, you know, listening? Or, you yeah, know, you must why not be open right nothing, now. Okay. I don't think people should have to, like, especially comedians. I don't think comedians should have to, to, uh, not sense of themselves, but like cater, cater their material or mm-hmm. cater, you know. They should have to think about to everyone's feelings. Yeah, no, that's not how he. That's not how he got famous. 
<laughs> was not my thing. My rice feelings. Yeah, how, like where where were y'all when I when I wasn't eating? When I was you know in the comedy clubs till five in the morning with nothing to eat, and I was trying to get tips. You know. And I mean, I just think it's like, and I do think it's funny because he has talked so much shit about everybody and about everything, and made <laughs> fun of so much things his whole career. Like he makes mm. he makes fun of black people all the time, right? You know, that's like, and then we are supposed to get offended when he starts targeting a different group. Yeah, and. Nobody gets I, mad if if Dave Chappelle people, says niggas are retarded. No one's gonna like fucking and get see, out. And people will, will get mad at me. Uh, probably a little bit for saying this, but like, I feel like if you do want to be, you know, a part of the conversation and be, you know, that you need to have thicker skin and be somewhat, you know, prepared to what that means. That means you're opening yourself up to equal. Opportunity to get roasted and get made fun of and to get all this, all this shit, you know, yeah. either fairly or unfairly. But it just is what it is. And that's part of the world. Um, People have to understand part of comedy, a section of it is insulting. It's supposed to, part of it in some parts of comedy. It's supposed to be insulting somebody. Like most jokes are insulting something, whether it's an inanimate object or an idea. Yes. It's an insult that makes you chuckle. I completely agree with Deja Pell. Everything is funny until it happens to you. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the truth, bro. Like, he said it perfectly. Like, honestly, that's the truth. Everything is funny until it happens to you. Yep. And it's not necessarily mean spirited. Like, some of his jokes for sure are mean spirited, but it was just in response yeah. to the to the backlash. That people were getting, it was just like I—I I guarantee he was un, not expecting to get the bad guys he got the first time around for telling mm-hmm. those type of jokes. Um, it felt like he was just saying that to be like, I wonder if I'll get the same type of backlash if I talk about it again. Like that's what it felt like. It didn't feel like he was really trying to deliver a great joke. It felt like he was trying to see if the same reaction would happen over again. I mean, when people get so offended, it kind of drowns out their point, you know? Um, And all that does is kind of make people react in the opposite direction, opposite extreme direction, you know? Yeah, you shouldn't be getting aggressive. I agree, you know what I'm saying? Like, when it's so extreme, and the way that people go about talking about how offended they are, people are going to react in the exact opposite way. Like, it's just the nature of it. Yeah, and I think they're not doing themselves service by getting so aggressively offensive, offended by everything. Yeah, um, especially when it comes to comedy and comedians, and you know, just their craft and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's weird. It's a weird time we live in because it's like I grew up loving Dave Chappelle and Martin Lawrence and yeah. Eddie Murphy and Dave, and none of them have ever been. Politically correct. None of them have ever, <laughs> you know, been safe. Yeah, uh, they were the like, reason I no let loose a little bit. It's because they were wilding out on television and shit. So like, yeah, and it's and now like I feel like if you want that kind of safe comedy where everybody is inclusive, you should probably watch Kevin Hart. <laughs> he won't offend anybody. Guarantee it. <laughs> 
Kevin Hart. Unless you're short, maybe it offends you because you're short. I don't know. That's super. But other than that, like, it's Dave Chappelle. And in my book, he has free reign to do whatever he wants on that stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Like, fuck all the controversy. Like, it's jokes. Why don't don't uproar about jokes in a com- a comedian set? It's a waste. Unless, it's a waste. Of, in, it's a waste. Yeah, unless they're talking about physical harm to somebody, then it's a joke. Like if they're being serious, like the Kramer shit, and he's being serious and literally pointing out and literally being malicious, then it's a little bit more. But he wasn't doing anything like that. So, it's fucking jokes. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's interesting. But ultimately, how I feel about it is it was good, not great, Mm. and not laugh out loud. Um, But I'll take anything with Dave in it, honestly. So, (laughs) just enjoy seeing him on that stage again consistently. Yeah. But... For what it's worth, and killing them softly are definitely still at the top of his stand up. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Right next to Eddie. But, and we got Martin. one. Uh, Run tell that. Cat Williams is coming out soon on that. I was so excited about that. Come back. I was so happy to see Cat on stage. I'm like, yes, Cat. Because I thought he was either going to go one way or the other. It was either going to be gone forever. Is it out yet? Is, is it out no, already? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I think it's. I think they're promoing it to come out soon. So I'm going to definitely catch that one. Um, I know everybody's thinking Cat Williams guy who got beat up by a teenager. Yes, this is <laughs> I just flashed back but to that video. It's hilarious. He was incredibly funny before this. His Cat Williams looked like a little kid next funny. to that dude. So I'm definitely going to watch that and see what that's talking about, too. Yo, um, that makes me think about it. Kevin Hart. Comedy stand-up wise. Again. On Real Husbands. Remember on Real Husbands of Housewives? Or Real Husbands I of Hollywood? I don't really watch all those, so. Oh. oh. Well, Kevin Hart had this nemesis who was a, a young kid that was bigger than him. It was like, what was it? Like, like I don't know, Black Jesus or Fat Jesus? It was some like, little kid. But basically, he always got his ass. Kevin Hart always got his ass whooped by this one kid, and then it just made me think about how Cat Williams got his ass whooped by that one kid, <laughs> and how it plagues him throughout his career. I felt like Kevin Hart was playing with that. But yeah, anyway. I never uh, watched. All. I've only just caught bits and pieces of where Husbands of Hollywood. Yeah, never actually seen like. Entire season are mm-hmm. consistently. I've seen it all. I got sucked in for a moment. I just binge watched it. It's on Netflix. <laughs> uh, I mean, binge watching. I watch Mr. Robot. Just binged that. Mm. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm on all the. You know, I'm on all the superhero shows. Yeah, I will say there's a show called uh, The Runaways by Marvel and Hulu. Yeah, Marvel and Hulu. That you need to see. Hmm. Okay, it's damn good. I was surprised. 
Huh. It was okay. shockingly good. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm going to definitely check that out. That it was shockingly cool. good with the... Oh, maybe I... Oh, I saw the cover. I never clicked on it. Interesting story. Very interesting character. I was skeptical of it. Of just Shockingly good. I, I I was not expecting it to be that good, and it is. It is good. Nice. I watched that. I watched The Gifted, the X-Men. Not the X-Men, but the Mutant one. Yeah. That one's a little slow. So, so. It's building up. Agents of Shield, uh, new season has been absolutely killing it. Oh my god, it's amazing! Ever since season two, it's one of the best shows out, superhero wise for sure. Definitely for sure. Um, Oh, they killed that shit. They're definitely top, top tier superhero TV show. Arrow, Flash, obviously Arrow's getting a little weak, but is Arrow still playing new episodes? Of course. I'm gonna have to check it out because I thought that shit was tomorrow. Over. Got them, blah, blah blah. But definitely check out Runaways if you have not seen it. It's, uh, mm-hmm. Superhero wise, it's Marvel and Hulu's like latest. Yeah, it's damn good. Mm. Damn good. Speaking of superheroes, um, there's a lot <laughs> of good ones coming out this year, movie wise, man. Oh yeah, that's true. Marvel's you know, Venom is getting his like own standalone. So, Black Panther comes out next month. Yeah, I'm pretty hyped for that. Uh, it just broke the record for Fandango like pre-order tickets for any MCU yeah. movie. Oh my god, I need to get online right now. What the fuck am I doing? I'm sleeping on the pre-order. Oh shit, I'm going to be fucked. I'm not going to be able to see it for like two weeks now because it's pre-order, <laughs> I bet. So, I'm a bit shocked. I'm a bit shocked. Um... That's this big already. That's is for pretty wild. And for Black Panther, which honestly most people don't know anything about him. Um, right. Because he's not like a main Marvel character. I mean, he's a big Marvel character, but he's not like Captain America or mm-hmm. Iron Man was kind of obscure before he came out too. But Spider-Man, blah, you know, Wolverine, he was not one of these. No. Most people don't know like his backstory, his history. He didn't have like huge comic runs. Didn't have like cartoon shows and I think he had one shows show. and stuff like this. I think he had um, one show in the nineties, but it wasn't like a big one. Not, no, like, it was never you know, a like, hit. Spider Man, no, or the old school uh, X Men ones. Definitely not even close. So I'm a bit shocked. I mean, what do you think it is that's making him so like big, like that people are going out in this big numbers to pre order? tickets to see well, I think, movie. I think um, what's his name Chadwick or Chadwick Boseman yeah yeah I think he's a major draw first of all because he doesn't do bad movies he's like he's like the guy that does everything very well so like I if mean, he's the lead actor of the Black but, Panthers everyone just knows he's orders then Iron Man, bigger pre-orders than Captain America, bigger pre-orders than Avengers. Bro, I mean, I... That's a little crazy for I mean, an IP like this. I know, but I'm saying he's bringing an audience that isn't usually going to Iron Man 
on opening weekend or I do think there are a lot of black people that are going to see this that don't necessarily go to see superhero movies. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say. It's like there's an audience that doesn't they, they just come right out and say quick <laughs> all the black people are hey, a lot of black people <laughs> that don't don't check for Marvel like that are very interested in it's like what it's the like fuck when is Barack, gonna go down like in the box office. The They're like, yo, okay, there's black people, there's this black world with like you know uh heightened technology how the how they're gonna do us wrong in this one everyone's really probably thinking in the back of their head how are they gonna do us wrong this time like it's that's what it is so if something goes bad yeah watch everybody mark my words black twitter shea butter twitter is gonna first of all nothing's gonna go bad but it's like when when barack obama was running for president (laughs) record turnout for you know minorities yeah right (laughs) This is, People this who is, never this voted who were 50 came to vote. This is like the first, you know, the first black superhero. So everybody's coming out, man. Yeah. All the stars. Everybody's coming out to see this one. So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can see it for sure. And I think because he was so killer in the um, uh, Civil War. Civil War. Because he was dope in that. He was stealing the movie. I won't say stealing it, but he, well, he didn't steal it. But I'm saying if he had more, like they could li- easily have just like let, like it was a great backstory to f- bring a follow up single movie about. Black well, he Panther. was gonna have a bigger part, even bigger part, but then they got Spider Man. So yeah, they had to force that in, and that's unfortunate because Spider Man. But no, because that was a dope scene. I will give you that. Yeah, no, I'm just saying in terms of how they handled the Spider-Man movie by itself. Yeah, it wasn't amazing, but... uh... (laughs) So that's what I'm saying, is the follow-ups. These single movies is... So this Black Panther movie that's following up a a super amazing scene. I mean, I'm pumped to see it. I gotta find some place to to watch it out here that week. But then Avengers... Oh, look... Avengers is coming out. Uh, Deadpool two is coming out. Uh, yep. I want to say, oh, the standalone Venom movie is coming out. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, with what's his name? Mad Max. Yeah. What the fuck is that guy's name? He's such a good actor too. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Um, yeah. Ant Man. It's coming out, the second like one. Peaky Blinders, too. That's what I've been watching, too, on Netflix. Peaky Blinders. Uh, Ant-Man's... The second one's coming out, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And That's, Aquaman. Oh, finally! Okay. I'm actually really hyped for Aquaman and... I'm so, so about Aquaman. But I'm super hyped for the new Ant-Man. Um, yeah. I think it's one of their most underrated Marvel movies so far. Uh... Ant Man was characters. actually a really good movie to watch. Really good and super. I'd funny. watch it again. I I have I watched it. I mean, I watched it several times already. I'm just saying, I'm not super funny. Yeah, it's funny. He did that um, perfect. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you got the Black Panther and Avengers that are going to be the two biggest, and Deadpool's going to be probably third. Yeah. Because I think that's going to be pretty good too. Um, but speaking of like Deadpool and, and <laughs> Avengers, you have you heard that Disney now owns like 
Bro. Fox Studios. I was devastated. You're dev. <laughs> <laughs> I was devastated because I was Explain. like, how is a brand like that going to endorse anything rated R? Yes, this is a concern to many people. They have come out and said that they will leave Deadpool alone and they will leave most of Fox Cinema Studios alone yeah. to do their own type of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that means they say that that means they're going to leave Deadpool alone and the new mutants, the new movie that's what about to three out, years um, from now when all the contracts that they bought are concluded and they have new contracts. Well, I guess we'll have to see and just hope for the best. But, uh, I mean, I, I kind of felt like you. Everybody was like, oh, finally. I was like, why? Yeah, I was I, like, know, what? I was, I was like, I actually preferred that X-Men and that whole mutant thing was like apart from Disney. Yeah, it was so gritty. It was nice. It was like, because it would never be the same. Like a, yeah, they're not a a kid kitty or like cracking jokes all the time like type of franchise like they talk like about X-Men like X-Men 1 and 2 are nice because of how Disney was I love X-Men 2 like yeah they're and, just and like the Wolverine Wolverine was so that was dope Logan just, Logan's nasty that's probably one of their best movies and that's recent for sure Logan for sure it was my favorite one I love it um, brutal absolutely that's brutal. the only Marvel movie that ever made me really kind of want to cry. I was like, wow, that's really sad. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, Wolverine is my favorite character for sure, so, like, I'm worried, kind of worried about him for sure. Isn't he I in... Mean, out, uh, wait. Out, outside of the prospect of seeing a full-on Avengers lineup with mutants. Yeah. That's, like, the only... Thing I'm kind of excited about, possibly, mm-hmm. but I'm really, really not that excited about them having control of like the X Men and Deadpool franchises for sure. Yeah. Um. Because, like, I mean, like I said, they're just a separate entity and they're just a separate tone from all those other movies. And I did like, even though I didn't like Apocalypse, which I was pretty disappointed in. I did like all the other stuff. For the most yeah. part. And it was doing pretty well for them. So I really hope happens. that they leave kind of them alone to do their things. But one I but one thing I am happy about that they mm-hmm. do have is Fantastic Four. That's actually a plus, honestly. That's like fits perfectly with they what need they're help. already doing. It fits like... perfectly with what they're doing, like their whole Disney like would own. destroy. They would make that amazing. They'd make fantastic. They'd probably make the best Fantastic Four movie ever. Oh, for sure, because there hasn't been a good one yet. So, yeah. What what was that last one even about? Like, why why did they even? It was like a reboot. Of, yeah, a gritty reboot. A very gritty forced trash reboot. They didn't even try to stand out. I will say the only thing I that was okay with me was. I liked the way they got their powers. It was better, but because it was like, is it going to continue? The They're old, making more, like, right? They took it from the ultimate version of their characters, so like I liked that aspect. But mm-hmm. everything else was just sloppy, and just yeah, unimaginative. One was was not good. Was not good. 
But now that Marvel has it, and I mean now that Disney has it, it's uh, I think it's a perfect fit for what they do already. I wish I hope they're so. family friendly. Type I would of love thing. to see the Silver Surfer in Disney. That would be dope. Yeah, so I mean, the possibilities, it opens a lot of possibilities, but it also kind of scares me because I hope they don't just fucking disney everything. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they can. Kinda... Disney's got a reputation for unleashing the most savage fucking teeny boppers of all time. And I'm kind of upset that they own all this shit now. It's weird. It's really they weird. They own the entirety of Marvel, basically. And they own Star Wars. Yep. And it's just like, these are my childhoods here. They're owning it all. They're eating it up. And I'm I'm happy with what they're doing with Marvel. But I am not happy with what they're doing with Star Wars. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm conflicted. Because X-Men is just a whole different story for me. But, mm-hmm. but I guess I we'll know. see what's in store. Hopefully they don't just handle everything the same. Like, make sure we'll they- find out soon enough. <laughs> but um last thing CES Consumer Electronics Show have you caught any of the stuff that's been coming out from there no Consumer Electronics Show yeah um there's some pretty impressive shit for basically like the future is here bro like <laughs> um I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, like, obviously, cameras and TVs and everybody's introducing new electronic cars and blah, 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 and VR's going uh, wireless now. They're working on that. And, uh, but one of the most interesting things I was talking about is that LG has developed a 65-inch rollable TV. What? Yeah. There's like a giant spool, like the base, mm-hmm. and the TV can roll like up and down like a projector, but it's a LED OLED TV. What? That sounds ridiculous. Like <laughs> they've been working on like flexible screens for like probably like four or five years. Yeah. Or at least they've been showing it off now. Well, I remember they wanted to do that originally for the watch, the watches. That's how the, and the, the iWatch was supposed to be. If Steve Jobs was here, that's how it came out. And now LG has has turned into a working production TV that rolls up like a poster. What? That looks crazy. And that just oh, gets man. me excited. Like, imagine a screen. That's dope. Imagine screens that are bendable now. Like, they can <laughs> fold up and roll like that. would be fucking incredible. That's sick. Yeah. And the, so that was, like, definitely probably my favorite thing from there. And there's also, uh, like, this hologram system that looks legit like a hologram system. Like, mm-hmm. not like one of those glass things that, you know stands up in a glass tube like this is an open air with like lights and shit that like looks like a Star Wars hologram what yeah you gotta check this shit out it's pretty impressive yeah. the future's here man pretty excited yeah no that TV shit is hard I'm looking at it like that 
That's fresh. I like that. Space Saber. Um, and last thing, Over Winfrey, 2020. Ooh. Okay. Golden Globes. That's so crazy. Yeah, the Golden Globes. So two things that were trending was the Golden Globes and H and M on my Twitter. It was Oprah, yeah. Oprah and H and this H and M. Was the only things I saw for the last few days. All I said about H and M is they clearly need some diversity. Somebody just say, "No, we're not doing that." Yeah, just that was a, on a side. That note. was just a blatantly like obvious thing to me that you wouldn't do, but whatever. I mean, H and M's crazy with that, but I I think that was an old ad anyway. I don't think that was even a new ad. I think they took that photo. Like, I don't know. It's ago. just to me, it's just. But it's obvious it easy, and like, hilarious. I couldn't believe that shit. I was like, oh. Yeah. But I was like, but it anyways, happens all the uh, time. Like, Nivea had some shit like that. Like, But the, I did hear G-Eazy, uh, the rapper, uh, was supposed to drop a line, a clothing line with, with H&M. Yeah. But he backed out of it after this controversy. The Weekend 2. Yeah, The Weekend 2. But anyways. Which is interesting. That's just more... Nonsense. Uh, but back to Oprah. Golden Globes, Oprah Winfrey. Um, I mean, what can you say? <laughs> Oprah delivered a, an emotional speech, encouraging. It was dope. And everyone thinks she's running for president. But she didn't say, I'm running for president. Well, it'd be hard to see her not winning, to be honest. Uh, especially with Trump won. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, Oprah's fan club or book club or whatever? <laughs> Just how massive they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, That'd be crazy. Oprah's, yeah. like, honestly, she's like a humanitarian, like a motherfucker. If she ran the country, she'd probably get shit right. Her speech is great. Now, here's my thing. You're going to tell me she's been in TV and movies and Hollywood for the better part of, what, 40 years? Yeah. And she had no idea any of this was going on? Mm. <laughs> well, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh my answer? Of course she knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's obvious to me, but... <laughs> why she didn't say anything before? And why was she seen just as recently as like a year ago smoozing with these same people? Yeah, I was like, don't you shake hands with them and break bread every um, year? So... As great of the speech as it was, I couldn't help but think in the back of my mind that it's a little bit uh, hypocritical. Um, I mean, I'll give it to you straight. I felt the same way I felt about Meryl Streep's speech last year. It felt about the same to me. It was like the black version of Meryl Streep this year to me. Here's the difference. Oprah owns a TV network. And she's a billionaire. So, (laughs) if you're talking about real change, and like you can't, she can't make the excuse that she was afraid to speak out, or she 
didn't think that she could make any real change. Well, she's worth more than these people. Yeah, but I mean, money doesn't change. She has a bigger following than these people. Money doesn't change perception or public scrutiny. You're gonna tell me if Oprah Winfrey came out and said something. I'm just saying. You know how the picture game goes. Listen, people. But we're talking about words. You know how the picture game goes. Imagine somebody got some some photos of Oprah partying in the '90s that look real bad, and they're just saying, "Oprah, I heard you're about to open a new school. I'm about to drop these." Or, you know, like, just random shit that, like, or somebody, like, you know how guys, when they used to hook up with women, would take photographs She's and talking shit? now. Yeah. She probably... What's the difference? So, if they have the photos, got them. The photos. She probably got them now, yeah, but I'm saying, that's probably why she's talking. <laughs> she probably didn't have it all back then. She all had to I'm wait till she got rich enough to go get it back. All I'm saying is, she's been a billionaire for, like, my entire life. So I don't know <laughs> enough. I've never known her to be anything but a billionaire. Um, all I'm saying is I'm playing devil's advocate here. I love Oprah from what I see. Yeah. I think from what I see, I think she has a good heart. Okay. And is good intentions. But I couldn't help but find it a bit hypocritical. That now she's speaking out when she was been the most powerful woman on this planet for like <laughs> decades, and she could have said something. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, but then she would have had to be the face. If she did it before there was a wave, she would have had to be. She would have had to be the rock that made the wave. Like she had to be. So you're telling me she had to leave it up to a bunch of unknown people who literally have everything to lose. Yep. Before she spoke up. She wasn't trying to lose everything. The everything they have is smaller than her everything. She's, what is she how how she owns a TV you know what I mean? I know what you're saying, but she I'm owns saying a TV if nobody if everybody she has her own channel on TV called the Oprah Winfrey Network, and you're mm-hmm. telling me I'm telling you that, that the media could kill all of that shit in, in a few months if the if if the right bad shit was mixed together. And then she'd just nah. be a billionaire without any face. She'd be a billionaire I don't, still. I don't I don't I don't agree with it. I don't don't that's cowardly. What about Russell Simmons? What about him? He can't show his face now. I don't agree with the fuck he said any either. I know, so he got caught on some dirt. But I'm saying, like, if 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 they get caught on Russell some dirt. Simmons was out here talking about other people, other guys, <laughs> allegations while he had his own. Yeah, like he was talking down on them, like while he has his own. Yeah, and Russell Simmons sent an email to like Terry Crews to t- just be like, oh, just apologize. Did he apologize? Yeah. Uh, I don't 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 take his career down for this. Mm-hmm. Like I've no look, I don't I don't hold Russell to no fucking pedestal either. Yeah. From what I But it's I, affecting like, his business. It's affecting his money. And to compare Russ to Oprah is still very short sighted. I'm not sure you understand how Obviously, but I'm saying he's the free is. he's there's no there's not very many people you can name and be like <laughs> Look at them as opposed to Oprah. Like, 
This is my point. This is my point. You're proving my point. But Oprah still has to live in a world of people. It's not like money makes makes, makes her have a robot chef or like, you know, never need to express emotion. Like, she's a human still at the end of the day. Yeah. A very hypocritical one. That's all I'm pointing out. That's all I'm pointing out. All I'm saying is, as of September 2017, she's worth $3 billion, and she had to wait until about 100 different women came out and said something before she spoke up. When she's literally involved in Hollywood since for the last 40-plus years. Right. That's all I'm saying. I know, but what I'm saying is you might be a little bit harsh in the fact that the industry is crazy. Like, the shit, everybody that's coming out is probably under 50 right now. So, like, Oprah's not under 50. When she came up, that shit was always happening to them, probably. She was probably glad she got to make her way to not have to deal with that, and that was part of the industry shit. So, this is probably just new found like if you think about it when have women ever been able to come out in numbers and be taken seriously like this when she made a billion dollars but what's that have to so you're saying she should have she should have just came out with her stories then or whatever and been like if she really felt this way she could have but what That's would what be the saying. point like what would be the stage to say hey everyone I want to do a forum on like right now the, the topic stage. is Heard the Oprah Winfrey show. It's Are you the kidding topic. Me? Are you kidding me? Have she you, has what? the perfect platform for this. She might have. This is my point. Did she ever she talk about it? Literally, I don't the know if she did not. For this. I don't know if she ever did talk about sexual assault. On I don't know. I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't. I'm sure she talked about it in certain aspects, but I don't think she talked about it in, uh, you know. In terms of Hollywood, <laughs> in the terms of you just want you just want all the billionaires to be to be Superman, to be no. Clark Kent, giving back everything they got because they're from a different. <laughs> no, that's all I'm saying is look, she, you're not gonna tell me it doesn't look like she's capitalizing on this a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Oh, of course, if you endorse the biggest social movement right now on a stage where you're accepting something or giving something to someone, it's, it's definitely promotion. <laughs> like It's definitely a plug to your likeness in whatever you represent. If you're, if you're going out of your way, it's a plug. So it's not like we don't know. Great she's self-promotion. Watch the That's own all I'm network. She's, she's very smart. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And all I'm saying is, yes, it was a great speech, but let's calm down a little bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no facts that's we need good. to come down that's why I was talking about the whole president shit like wow let's pump the brakes on why the uh, I don't even want this shit is retarded all, all I'm saying is just calm down that's it right because when people put all the stock into one person and then when that one person turns out to not be the people they think <laughs> you know it's just you know it's temper, temper expectations a little bit alright yeah that's all, but <laughs> man, that's like that's all I had. That's all I had to talk about for this this first first show back. Yeah, then first show of two thousand eighteen. Twenty eighteen. 
Um, good show. A lot of random stuff happening. Yeah, just catching up, touching on a few things. But in the future, we will have many, many guests coming on the show to talk about, you know, different things. That's that's the plan for this year. Um, so if there's anybody that you think that, you know, is up and coming, that you think would be dope on the show, let us know. And, you know, maybe we'll reach out and maybe we'll be on here someday. But if there's any topic, suggestions, questions, or comments about this show, past show, or future shows, let us know in the comments down below or send us an email at podcasts, plural, at livinglifefearless.co or go to livinglifefearless.co slash podcasts and fill out the form with your either suggestion, question, or comment. Yeah. So get at us. Let us know what's up. We'll be back shortly. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our mailing list, to SoundCloud, to YouTube, wherever this is up. And we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Keep living life fearless, y'all. 2018. Turn up. Peace. Peace.